that is so retrograde. Oh my God, it really is, Elizabeth. It really is. Stephanie Simbari. Yes, that's me. And, and are you Elizabeth Clark? I am. It's so nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet all of our listeners. I feel listeners. like we've done that bit before. Have we? I don't know. We're no, recycling <laughs> bits. Nobody knows, but we're shaking hands. That's cool. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Thank it's you for a, tuning in. It's a wellness podcast it and is, stuff. And things of that nature. Yeah, so... Let's just say who our guest is today. Why? Why don't we? Oh, Elizabeth took um, sweat garage class today, so she's just fucking exhausted. So tired. She's trying not to have a up top conversation because. Well, I thought we could have up top conversation, but sometimes when you tune in, you want to be like, "What it's in? What's in store?" Okay, so just so you guys know, you're right. We have a magical person on today. Her name is Kelsey Patel, and she is a Reiki healer, a meditation teacher pure bar instructor, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. but she's here to tell us about what Reiki is because we're not, we aren't so sure. We felt the benefits. We've taken it in. Experienced it, but never really knew what white was going on. So we'll get into that. We've never said, what is this? What what just happened to me? What exactly is going on? Why do I feel better? You told me there's angels around me. I'm very unclear. We're so lucky. I feel like this show, it really brings in some solid gems. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Into our lives. I mean, I'm here, so. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Kelsey's just one of those people that we had the pleasure of meeting, and we were just like, you're... We're like, so are we best friends? Our best friend now? what's the deal? Um, let's hold hands. Yeah. And here we and are. eat avocado toast. Exactly. And so <laughs> she's going to be joining us in a second. I thought we'd hit some listener mail at the top of the show, because... Why not? We got two really great questions. I will say that we did get into our emails that we had not really answered since mid-August this week. Yeah. Sorry about that. Don't think we don't love you and love hearing from you. We fucking do. It's really like a big part of our day, but there's a lot of email addresses between us all. And And summer hours and retrograde. All the things. So sometimes it's about just like having that matcha tea or I've been super into brain octane. I've been adding that to my coffee. Me too. We'll get into that in a second. I'm um but just like sitting down and like needing to like go through those that huge mountain of emails. Well, I am drinking currently four sigmatic coffee packet uh-huh. with brain octane and Amazing. a tiny bit of raw honey. Beautiful. So brain octane is made by the fine folks at Bulletproof. Mm-hmm. We got a little sampling of it in the Mind Body Green gift bag, and then I went out and I bought some on Amazon. I oh. was like into it that much, so it's basically like the coconut oil derivative MCT oil, but without that coconut taste. Yeah, and it's like a higher quality. Anyway, it kind of like just gets your brain functioning really nicely. I myself forgot to have some this morning, but classic. You know, I is was, it working if you're forgetting to use it? <laughs> Ding or whatever. My brain is not working. I know today. she took an exercise class, as I said. That was so, so intense. Yeah, but we'll it's good. get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about it later in the show because I think it's Rosie. Oh, yeah. it's Rosie. Okay, cool. Um, so we got this little email. I'm going to paraphrase it from Leanne. She wrote and she said some really nice things about the show, but we're not that masturbatory, so we won't repeat them. But she likes it. We'll just tell you that much. Let's anyway, just tell you, she likes she's it. She's into it. <laughs> um, and then she says she's visiting LA, and we've, although we've mentioned a few things on the show that we like, like what are some like food, bars, shopping, nature, any places, whatever. She says the TSR is very much our aesthetic. Love that. Well, um, okay, so. There's some tried and true places that we mentioned on this program, but how we'll many times it can again. we talk about Hugo's, you guys? 
It's so good. There's no. I will say one thorn about Hugo's though. Tell me. They have horrible wine. Like right now, their wine is really bad. It's really bad. Like I wanted a glass of red wine with dinner the other night when we were there, and we literally sampled all three of their wines, and I had, had to tell to. the waiter. This is all dog shit. We but he he it. pretty much prefaced he it with knew. the fact that he's like, it's not good right it's now. It's bad when your waiter has to tell you that their wine right. isn't good. So like Hugo's. So Hugo's. But it's a I would but say their cocktails are good and their food's amazing. Exactly. And it's like a really kind of fun place to get low-key drunk. Yeah. It especially is. during their happy it hour. Is. Great happy hour. Another great happy hour in Los Angeles is Gracias Madres. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, Mexican restaurant owned by the Cafe Gratitude people. That is, it. We're, we're keeping it West Hollywood local for the most part in this list. Okay. Um, or is it only food they're asking for? All the things. Well, if you're a That's a Retrograde listener, I really would suggest going to House of Intuition. Right. And now there's a new one on Melrose. So there's one in Echo Park on Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. which is the OG spot. And they also have a foot spa, I think, across the street. I have not been. A foot they spa. They have one? Yeah, they own a foot spa. But I, that to me, that's kind of sounded like chutzpah. Right. So I felt like I needed Wait, to is clarify. Wait, like crystals in the it's water It's like a stuff? healing... They do. It's like a yeah. Dope. It's the next level. We should go. Speaking Wellness of healing, day. we should go. Also, Wanderlust Yoga for yoga, and they have an incredible cafe and coffee bar. The and food there is like Ambi does their the sound baths. Sound baths there. The food at Wanderlust is like the avocado toast. I order it with bacon on top, and it's like living your best. So good. Yesterday, I just ate that. Yeah, that's a really good spot. Twice. I've also recently. So Melrose um, in my neighborhood has a really nice strip of good spots. There's M Cafe. They redid their sign. Huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place called Summer Buffalo that's a Thai place mm. that I have very much enjoyed going okay. to. And then Taim, which is this great little Israeli shawarma joint. That place is really it's good. It's delicious. Yeah. And then I've talked about Samosa House before, but that's in Silver Lake. You guys can look into it. Anyway, and then you also asked for nature spots, Leanne. Griffith Park, always great morning, afternoon, night. It's getting a little cooler here now, so that's awesome. I would go take yourself on a Malibu hike. Look up Malibu trails and head out there. Yeah. Can we get a follow-up question based on where you're staying? And then I think we could tailor it. That's Because L.A., there's a lot to offer. It's big. Um, Another nature spot that I adore that I've only been a couple times that I discovered because I did a photo shoot there is this botanic garden in Arcadia. Oh, I have That's been there. That's gorgeous. Yeah. And there's all of these uh, peacocks running around and it's just, it's fun place to just walk around or like bring a blanket and like maybe and a, like a joint. joint. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever is in you're into, yeah. this place can provide. Yeah. Um. So those are a few little little places what about a bar oh no name that's a good spot that's a good bar also well that's like the spot that we yeah. go to there's this dive bar that's on highland that lives by my house that like called? i don't know what it's called but i really want to go there i've never okay. been but it's just a dive and i feel like it's bars will get located. back to you yeah steph and i like you don't we really only go to like i go to like no name in the comedy store right and I go to like Condor in Silver Lake. That's not really a bar. It's a Mexican so, restaurant. Oh, Sawyer in Silver Lake is really good. Happy hour. That happy hour plus the one next to it too that's owned by the same people. There's Sawyer, then there's a Clover Juice in between it, and there's another place. Both those restaurants are really fun. Are great. Um, so that's a little t- little sampling platter. Go to Erewhon. Don't do yourself any Just disservices. Just go to Erewhon. Yeah. Uh, that's spelled E R E W H O N. Erewhon. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's on Beverly. There's one in 
uh, Calabasas. And Venice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Calabasas. Elizabeth is K. watching the season four of the Kardashians oh right now. God. So we're going to get into how that's we'll my thorn later. Into that. It's always, we've talked about it already. I think. Yeah, I know. But to... I think if I talk about it enough, you'll stop. Nope. Kinda. All right. <laughs> we got one more question that okay. I want to get to. Okay. Um, lovely listener named Anna also said some really great things about the uh, show. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us on your commute with you. Um, and she just asks. I've been wanting to delve into this practice for some time, speaking of meditation, and don't really know where to start. Are there any apps out there that would be helpful in creating and maintaining a habit? Any thoughts, tips, or tricks would be greatly appreciated. Totally feel you on this, Uh, Anna. It's a great question. I think a lot of people are like being called to meditation, but they're not really sure how to start it. Yeah. And luckily, Kelsey, our, our guest today, is a pro at this, so yes. we'll for sure speak to her more about that. But Steph, what really worked for you? Well, I think you should also shout out your friend who's the teacher that Kelsey talked about. Oh, Biet Simkin, yeah. Um, guided online, You can right? go to bietsimkin.com. That's B-I-E-T-S-I-M-K-I-N. I actually fell asleep listening to one of her meditations last night. Perfect. Yeah. And Headspace is a great app. Headspace is great. For me, I didn't really um, have a hard time finding meditation because I was coming from the world of yoga, so I basically over time just decided that I was going to set my timer for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and just like give myself that space to let my mind just do whatever it needed to do in, in a quiet space. And that's the best thing that I that I do. Yeah. You know, there was like a, a turning point for me in meditation and I remember it very well in that I was going through a million bills one day sitting on my floor. I had piles of paper all over me. I was so stressed and so annoyed and just like doing I mean who likes to go through that stuff it's just a shitty practice we yeah. all have to do and just decided to shut my eyes and start deep breathing and it was maybe like three minutes four minutes not too much time but after that time was over I felt so much better I had a handle on the situation it just completely shifted my perspective and that having that experience led me to want to go back to that and use that as a tool in my life. So honestly, I think that just shutting your eyes and breathing, give yourself five breaths, see how that feels, and just kind of like let it go. And Kelsey, will, she's an expert in the field, yeah. so we'll ask her and, and get some more. I honestly it. just recommend the biggest thing is just setting a timer because then you're holding yourself accountable and you're not worrying about when do I open my eyes? How long is this going to be? Right. You know that you have 10 minutes to sit there, and if the alarm hasn't gone off, it means you're not at 10 minutes yet. And if 10 minutes seems like it's too much, do five, do two, do whatever. You know, it's like running. It's like exercising. Like, in the beginning, you're not going to be able to run 10 miles. You're going to run two miles or one mile, or you're going to walk a mile and run a half a mile and run, you know, whatever. It's not going to be – but then in a couple months, you might find yourself, wow, I can run five miles, and it's the exact same thing with meditating. Totally, and Anna, um, also two apps I really enjoy are Calm. It's a great one. And then One Giant Mind is another great, like really more of a curriculum-based app. So hopefully this question. She's got it. Yeah, you got it, girl. Get Thank it, girl. you so much, ladies, for your questions. Keep those coming. Ladies. And now it's time for us to ask questions. Yes, it is. That's a part of our job, which is cool. Um, let's welcome to the show Kelsey Patel. All right. Are you ready? Stop going through your... I'm getting a crystal. Okay. 
So Starting really, off the episode yelling at our guests. We're thrilled today. Sometimes we get these magical moments where these people come into our lives. Yes. And we're just like, we knew you lifetimes ago. And yes. now we're so excited to be re-meeting. It's like that kind of thing. Yes. And our guest today is Kelsey Patel. I was introduced to us as the magical Kelsey Patel. And let me say, <laughs> you did not disappoint. So we had Remains true. the opportunity to take your group Reiki meditation class here at the Den on La Brea here in Los Angeles. Yes. And we loved it. And then we got to have tea with you afterwards. Actually, it was lunch. Tea, Full lunch. avocado toast, All the things. We went to town. Yeah, and, that, was, um, that was good. We just kind of all fell in love. Right? Big love story. Big are, love story. Are we in love? It was a meet love? cute. Yeah, my husband's, I think, getting a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to bring you on uh, to talk about Reiki. Because we've never done a show about Reiki, and I don't think we know much. We've, like, loosely talked about it in different Mm -hmm. areas. We've both received it. I know some of our listeners kind of know what it is. But I feel like it's one of those things that people talk about but aren't totally clear on what's actually happening or the art of it. Absolutely. Let's just go there. Yeah, let's let's just go in. And it's something I love to talk about, really, because... It was such a journey for me to find Reiki in Mm. my life, and I really feel strongly that everyone, anyone who's even listening right now, when the word and the essence of Reiki come into your vortex and come into your world, it's basically an invitation Mm. to experience it in some format, whether or not it's just for you to learn about it or if it's for you to experience it for yourself and find a practitioner, et cetera. It is something that, you only hear about Reiki and know about it when it's like time for you to know about cool. it. And that's really, meaning that's my, my experience with it. And I became a Reiki practitioner really because of selfish reasons. I had had a lot of back pain. I was having a lot of stress. I was a first time entrepreneur and I had tried a lot of different practices. I was, did yoga. I went to energy healers and a lot of it helped shift, but really I found what worked the best for me was Reiki and Reiki with a combination of EFT, which we talked a little bit about, which is emotional freedom technique, um, a tapping technique, which is some that people, tapping? yes, that's the oh, tapping. Cool. And the combination of those two things really helped me alleviate both physical pain, mental overwhelmed stress, etc. So I got into Reiki out of my own private needs, and I had no intention of helping anybody else. In fact, I really was like almost strict being like, I do so many things for others. This is just for me, just for me, just for me. And lo and behold, here I am now as a full-blown Reiki practitioner and a private practice that I can't keep up with. I want to give a little background in those other spaces that that you work in. So you... Tell us. Yes. So I own um, a couple of Pure Bar fitness studios, mm-hmm. so the bar-based technique, uh, one in Beverly Hills and one in Woodland Hills. Um, only in the hills. Only, only in the hills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, and, um, and I had opened one in um, the state of Minnesota, and then I had sold that to a teacher. And so I had kind of been really into the fitness and wellness space starting there. And then, like I said, I got – you know, kind of sick and physically feeling a lot of stuff in my own ways. So that was when I got into Reiki. And then from Reiki, I became a Reiki practitioner and a Reiki master teacher. And then slowly I started to really just begin my journey and I would do workshops and all these other things. And now 
Um, I teach at the Den, as you said. I also do private workshops. I lead retreats um, across the U.S. and this uh, upcoming year internationally. Wow. And then I teach. I teach at different workshops across the U.S. And recently, I became a co-creator and co-owner of an active apparel line, um, something that's very much in alignment as a brand with me and kind of my practices and my beliefs, and it's called I Am Vibes. Um, It's a beautiful, amazing line of really empowered, energized clothing for women specifically, and it's all based on art and symbolism and empowerment. So... I mean, what doesn't Kelsey Patel do? (laughs) (laughs) So if you were going to give Reiki like a dictionary definition Mm -hmm. or like a layman's term definition, how would you describe it? I would describe Reiki as energy, life force, that is basically tapping into what is already in existence, right? So if you look at the energy that's in your body, if you look at the energy that is in the sky, is in the world, you're basically using healing life force energy and giving that energy to another human being. So really what I would say as a practitioner, it's not me giving my energy because I'll get asked by a lot of people, aren't you drained after you give Reiki to someone? Oh, don't you get so exhausted? And the answer for me is no. Um, But it's because I know that I'm using my body as a vessel and a vehicle to Mm. tap into that life force energy and share that energy to a human being wherever the healing is needed on that person. So essentially anyone could do it if they had the tools. Exactly. I believe, um, and I had even learned this from one of my teachers, what a beautiful world we would live in if everyone was attuned to Reiki One, where you recognize and actually attune yourself to see that you have this energy, this life force inside of you, because we all have it. Um, And it's more a matter of whether or not you choose to open up and allow yourself to, to learn and not, again, not because you need to do it on anyone else, but I do Reiki on myself every single morning. And if I, you know, I've been in events before where someone has, this just happened recently at one of the LA Food and Wine Festivals, a woman passed out and I ran right over and I, you know, was there to aid, but I was also doing Reiki on her. Not because I was, you know, intentionally like move aside everybody, let me do Reiki on her, but more just this essence of being able to send healing energy where it's needed. Um, I do this a lot if I know someone or a friend of mine is sick. Um, I'll always ask them for permission and to send them Reiki. And it's a beautiful tool to really just connect to the essence of what we are as human beings and to be open and able and willing to share and spread that magic and that healing light to each other. How, I'm, I don't know if this is too big of a question, but how is this discovered? Like who, what... What human was like, I'm finding the energy of the life force. And, like, yeah. and then the other person was like, and I'm feeling it. Like, yeah, of where course. did this come from? So the technique that I have learned is um, from um, Master Asui. He was a Japanese um, master, and he really um, created and embedded with Reiki. Um, it was actually based in Japan, but it was after war. So it was almost utilized as a post-traumatic stress a tool to be able to align and and help some of these men 
getting through and getting past and beyond some of the traumas and experiences that, that they had had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like anything else, it's morphed. It was then um, in Hawaii at one point and then made its way into the U.S. So it has its own story in terms of where it comes from in the practice that I've learned. Um, and like anything, if you look at acupuncture or if you look at yoga, um, there are a lot of different uh, practitioners doing Reiki, which is amazing. And each one of them has probably aligned with the Reiki master that felt most in sync with them. Mm-hmm. And that is who they learned from. So there's kind of this lineage. And in my Reiki master book, I'm able to see the lineage from Usui all the way down to my teacher. And then my name comes after that. So it's this beautiful, for the way I learned it, it's this beautiful lineage that really taps into something that was very profound and very ancient. So uh, Reiki is essentially like an energy transfer. Yes. And then how is it practically applied? You you mentioned bringing it to people who are sick, like friends of yours who are saying they're not feeling well, or like how can you apply it? And then what are the results? Sure. So... um, For me, when I work one-on-one with someone, so I'll use a treatment and a modality where I'll usually start doing Reiki on their head because most of us, let's face it, this day and age are in our minds, like 90% of the time, if not more so. So for me, I always start at the head and really allow the energy to kind of assess and work its way down. This is if someone's lying down. As you guys experienced when I teach it in a class, I will... Most of my students, because they're in a guided meditation from me, I'll start doing Reiki on their shoulders just to align and feel their energy. And then my hands will really go wherever they're guided to. So some people, it might be the heart. Some people, it might be their knees. Mm -hmm. And always after any class, a person will come up to me and say, how did you know? How did you know that my neck or my right shoulder or my left hip? And I don't. I just kind of tune in and I feel what my hands and where my hands yeah, are being so told to go. Yeah, so what does that guidance look like for you? Because I know when we were in your class, I was having such terrible neck and shoulder pain. I and remember. you put your hands exactly where it was hurting so badly. And afterwards, I asked you if you put your hands in the same place for everyone. You're like, no, I just knew that that's... So how, what does that, that hit look like for you that you're like, that's where I need to put my attention towards? You know, I think it's over the years I have really worked with my own ego and learned how to get out of the way. So in the beginning when I started, and for anybody who's listening who's ever done their Reiki 1, or I have a lot of students that have done Reiki with me, and it's always this initial intimidation of like, do they feel anything? I mean, I think I feel something but do they feel the something? I'm not sure. And it's this, it's this, basically it's this battle that I experienced very early on of trusting myself. Mm. And the more I got out of the way, and this is, was a practice, um, the more I got out of the way, the more I just allowed myself to be in the flow, and that is where the magic happens. Mm. And even just the other night I taught a class, and it was I'm always – having a first experience. It was the first time I've done um, a class and there were 60 people. And I somehow magically, it was like I was a ninja (laughs) in the night. Um, I still don't know how, but I was able to do Reiki on 60 people in 45 minutes. And everyone again was coming up and saying, wow, you just exactly where, how did you know, where did you, and I don't. It's more of this essence and magic of just letting go 
and really getting into the flow and allowing it to be what takes you away. That's so amazing. It's real. That's real. I'm curious, so like people, so for instance, I'm just going to use my experience as an example. Yes, please. I was feeling a lot of tension and pain in that place. Is there ever, and it was like, I felt like there was just like a cold relaxation that came over me when, when you put your hands there, which was like the most yummy, incredible thing ever. What do people tend to experience? Like, is it relief? Is it like a relaxation? Like, I'm talking more of like an actual physical, physical. like over time. You mean, like, is that what you mean? Like, if if Elizabeth, both immediate or over time? Yeah, I guess. Like, would it be able to heal the situation if it's like a physical ailment, or is it just like a temporary relief? Or like, what is the scale of healing? Healing. Yeah, it's a great question. I would say because. Each of us is our own unique, magical human being. You know, I always tell my students and clients, like, you are your own unique snowflake, right? And I'm my own, and the next person is, and the next person is. So if each of us can see ourselves and our own needs and our own healing, and when I do my work and when I do Reiki on someone, it can be for a temporary relief. It can also be a much deeper connection to something. Mm -hmm. So some people, it may be a physical ailment like you experienced with your neck. And for other people, it's healing heartbreak. And it might be healing or it might be opening the mind. You know, one of the guys from the other night had come up to me and he was like, how did you know my head? My head, I'm just always in my head. And I was like, I know. And I was like, so I sent energy and to kind of just help move all of that noise and all of that clutter um, and to really give you permission to start to breathe into your heart. And, you know, every, and another woman, it was her hips. And what I'll often tell students or clients is if you can actually describe the words of what the pain feels like and then give yourself a moment to see where the else those words resonate mm. in your life, you'll find a much deeper healing than just whatever the Reiki may have helped. I look at Reiki as a tool to shift, to clear, um, but also to open up to new thinking, new feelings, new space mm -hmm. to bring in that which you seek. Like what you're kind of saying is like the where of in our body we hold our emotional identity and the words that we associate with who we are like is a physical yeah so it's kind of both so if like that woman's has her hips that hurt the tension could be related to like her self-doubt or her fear or yes, whatever exactly even all yeah. of you know and the hips really hold a lot of emotions yeah which is why in yoga you know if you've ever taken a yoga class and everybody gets into pigeon they're they're whining and complaining because <laughs> I teach yoga as well it's just of like <laughs> I was telling my roommate this morning because she's going to see lumineers at the Hollywood Bowl oh yeah and I was like there was a period in my life where I did yoga to lumineers every day and cried every time I would get <gasps> to my amazing. hips because it was like the song and my hips like came together and they it was united like literally a month of just like Crying. Yeah, it, it really is a great No, and, but it's that essence of opening up and creating space. So, you know, going back to your question even, for some people, Reiki, Reiki affects every person 
in the way as a magical, unique snowflake mm-hmm. that they need it to. So for some, it's rest. For some, it's peace. For some, it's stress. For some, it's healing. I have people who are currently going undergoing chemo. I've worked with kids who are scared to go to bed and see things at night. I've worked with, you know, everyone has a different, unique need. And my job as a, you know, Reiki master is to try to allow each person to connect in their own way to that healing, whatever it means for them. So you're kind of bridging the gap to people's own ability to heal themselves. Yeah. And I really teach that is I don't have the answers for you. You have all of the answers for yourself. And I feel so strongly about that message to people. I don't have a desire to be anyone's guru or to be anyone's, you know, anything. It's I want to give you the empowerment and f- help facilitate for you to learn how to open up to your own healing. For people to be their own guru. Yeah, truly. I really believe that is that you have all of your answers and you have all of your healing inside. And sometimes as I've needed in my own life, We bring in different teachers or different healers or different practitioners or different friends to help us in that process. And sometimes it actually hurts a lot more than you even know, but it's an opening. You know, it's letting the heart break sometimes so that you can let the light in. If I wanted to find a Reiki practitioner, Mm -hmm. What type of certification do I want to be looking for? Like, you know, if, for instance, if you're looking for an acupuncturist, they should have this, this, and this sure. certification. What's what's the same lines for, for I Reiki? think that's a great question. I, you know, I and I don't know the answer. I feel like there's a lot of programs out there that teach Reiki, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of courses that you can take. Um, and I And I'm sure all of them are great, but I really feel like, it's about connecting to the practitioner and the person. So if you meet someone at, you know, Abampan or <laughs> like, uh, like... I don't even have those here. Yeah, right? <laughs> or wherever. And you meet someone and they are a Reiki practitioner and you feel really drawn to that person or you feel like a sense of calming or a sense of healing just being in their presence then chances are that person is probably going to be able to help you. If you feel like someone's kind of forcing themselves on you or they want to bring you in for a session and you're just not feeling it, then maybe you need to look into that. Yeah. That's that's, what, that's my That's opinion. so dating, Elizabeth. Yeah. Because they need a Tinder for Reiki healers. <laughs> that's actually a that's, really good idea. Well, one of my friends is actually working on something like that. When, they, awesome. when she's complete with it, I'll let know. you guys know. Yeah. That's fantastic. So... Being able to hold space for people in a healing sense, I feel as if the, that you have to be really grounded and rooted <laughs> for yourself in order to show up. What does your practice look like right now in order yeah. to do that? Um, it's a great question. And I, like everyone else, am a human being. And I have moments where I find all of a sudden I'm depleted mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it was coming. And those are the times where I ground and get into my practice and myself. So my everyday practice is before I even get out of bed every morning, I will place my hands on my heart and take lots and lots of deep breaths and just try to connect and settle in and connect to what what I'm feeling I need that day, what I'm feeling called to in that morning, in that moment. 
Um, so often in my life, I, I had worked in the United States Senate. I had worked for a big Fortune 500 company. So often my mornings would wake up in like panic mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, God, I got my alarms off and I've got to get going. And what time am I going to get to the gym today? And what time is my first meeting? And how am I going to get to Starbucks before I get to the office? Like, yeah. And there's a part of that person who's still with me. And so my morning practice is really sacred to me where even if it's an extra 15 minutes in bed, I would rather be late to something and really feel and know that I've taken time and moments and breath for myself. So that's part of my morning practice. Um, I send out a monthly guided meditation to my newsletter subscribers. Um, and I do the same meditation with them all month. So it's about a, right, this month it's about 11 and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually play that in the morning to really settle in and connect in. Um, and then throughout the day, I mean, you guys know I brought you little crystals. I'm always connecting and vibing. So I'll be holding a crystal if I'm feeling really anxious. Um, I'm very connected to kind of what my needs are. And I know when I'm not in my body. And many, then that does happen. We live, you know, in LA, we live in a big city. I work with a lot of people. We dr- I drive a lot. Um, so I, it's my practice and my necessity to check in and say, have, have I eaten? How am I feeling today? What do I need right now? And right. really give myself permission to check in. That's how I stay grounded and in my practice and learning to say no and learning to say, you know, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. rather than just jumping to an immediate answer. Oh, that's one of my biggest life anxieties is say what? I'm just I, I'm just smiling because I'm always like, wait a beat. <laughs> wait a beat? Wait a beat. Wait a beat? Yeah. Wait a beat before answering? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm like, wait a beat before what? No, no yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I was yeah, but like when people ask me to do stuff, I'm, I have the hardest time saying like, oh, I just, I'm not sure how I'm going to be feeling later. Can I let you know? Yeah. It's a weirdly difficult thing to do but it is so important because like I have so many memories of doing things like begrudgingly and like going places you know you're not really supposed to be and then just being there and being like ugh and it never turns out right it It, doesn't turn out right it never does the minute you know one of the biggest things I work with my clients in my private practice is about this empowerment to feel what you are feeling and trust that everyone's going to get what they need by you following and trusting yourself Mm -hmm. Yeah, is, you know, if you're debating whether or not you're going to have that meeting or call or something feels really off. I just did this yesterday. I was supposed to go and record like two and a half hours worth of meditations. And I was just off. I was like in my esthetician with my like eyes. I was sobbing and I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm just so sad. And I called the the producer yesterday and I said, hey, you know, how you doing, Bear? Like what's going on with you? And he said, oh, I'm just starting this new project. And, and I could tell his energy was a little bit like wired and he was having a crazy day too. And I said, do you want to reschedule and immediately it was like oh god that'd be amazing Kelsey are you sure thank you so much right so me trusting that I was just needing some tenderness and some space for myself yesterday and then calling him and basically just expressing and opening myself up and being vulnerable it was like the greatest gift for him too yeah so and also then that's me trusting that when the timing is right to do these meditations we will sit down and do it totally so it's 
this essence of kind of like knowing when you need to push yourself and then knowing when you need to pull back and give yourself that space. It's so true. It's like a combination of like courage and vulnerability. Totally. Those are great words. Yeah. Yeah. It takes courage to be truthful to yourself and also to like say. And to be vulnerable to yourself and say, I have needs and wants and I don't know what's going to happen by me saying no to this friend or no to this dinner or no to this event. Well, people but I have do to trust. hold you to standards. That's the craziest thing. That's the hard because you know that. And I think when you're a kid, you're kind of conditioned to like more show up for other people than for yourself. That's yeah. like everyone's biggest. Well, you're dragged battle. around. Yeah, like, you don't really and then you just choice. like take that on into your adulthood, and you're like, yeah. wait, I'm allowed to say like I no. don't really feel like going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Great. And I'm allowed to say, you know, yes, I. I love you, and yes, I want to spend time with you, but I can't right now. Yeah. You know, is the beauty is the more that each of us trusts our truth and speaks it and allows it to have a voice, A, the less we cause ourselves pain, and B, the more we can hold space because you're, you're pouring from a full cup. You're not pouring from an empty cup and just, you know, pouring and pouring and pouring, and then you have nothing left. Basically, like... Resisting FOMO to live your best life. <laughs> In layman's terms. Totally, yeah. Let's break it down. Yeah. FOMO fucks you up. Yes. If um, for our listeners, you know, it's a new season. Yep. Fall. I think that it's a good time to, to adopt a spiritual practice. There's Health Aid Kombucha being opened. Hi. Hello. Um, it's, a, it's always like maybe we're shifting, we're growing, Maybe we're like, oh, I could really elevate my spiritual practice or even bring in a new ritual or, or switch things up or start something. Like, mm-hmm. no harm in just starting out. Absolutely. What are your, what's your beginner's guide? What are some tips that you can give us in, in, in starting? Mm-hmm. And so it's a great question because a, a lot of my clients that I work with regularly, I have a monthly wellness program, and I require my clients to have two sessions with me a month in order to keep them on track. Reiki sessions? Yeah, it's Reiki, okay. but we do everything. It's okay. we I'll do EFT with them, we'll do meditation, just a little bit of everything. So the beauty of it is I will, the one thing I start with always is I make my clients start a meditation practice, even if it's three minutes a day. And it's not, it is about meditation, but it's more so about committing to a daily practice. Mm. So I don't care if it's three minutes. I don't really even care if it's one minute. I prefer 10. Mm -hmm. But to get them started because the ego doesn't want to stop. Why is that? I know. The ego just wants to keep... My mom calls it for women. She calls it the bitches in the attic. Ha. (laughs) Love it. Um, And it's true. And it's this essence of like they just don't want to stop. And so that's why the ego is going to fight you. It's going to tell you you're too hot. It's going to tell you you're too cold. It's going to tell you your hips are uncomfortable. It's going to tell you your legs are getting numb. It's going to do everything it can. You don't have, I feel like the biggest one is I don't have time. And one of the best quotes ever is, if you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, you should meditate for an hour. Oh, yeah. I love that. And if you have an hour, 10 minutes is fine. Yeah. It's something. If you have an hour, only meditate for ten minutes. Yeah, you're good. Do something else. Yeah, (laughs) but it's also, but it's very true. Is for those that tell me they don't have time, you know, I could very easily say, "Do you want to talk about like lifestyle and time?" Because I can tell you all the reasons I wouldn't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's more about are you? It really comes down to self value. 
And are you willing to commit to yourself? And most people don't even recognize that they're not willing to value themselves, to value their life, to value their time, to value their worth. And that is where the ego pulls itself up. Right. Mm. So that's my number one is to start with a daily practice. And meditation, everybody thinks that it's sit quiet and breathe and feel something amazing and magical. It doesn't have to be that. Meditation can be a journaling meditation. You can journal. Meditation can be taking a walk outside for five minutes or 10 minutes with no technology and just breathing and allowing yourself to like really feel and connect to something greater in your heart. Um, meditation can be, you know, music. If you love to play music, it can be taking time to just get into your connection, your creative arts. So that would be the one thing I would say is giving yourself space every day to connect. Um, the second thing I would say is journaling. It's a tool and a gift that we have that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of is turning all of their technology off, lighting a candle, getting a blanket, and just sitting with a pen and paper and starting to write. It doesn't have to be a forced, guided, write, you know, sit down and write. It can be just writing a little letter to yourself of like, how am I feeling? What's going on with me? Where is my life at right now? What do I really feel like I want have I even asked myself what I want? Mm. When was the last time you asked yourself what you want? And so just to get connected, um, that would those are kind of my two starters. And then I really feel very deeply and connected to the moon cycle. So on full moons, it's all about releasing. So getting a pen and paper and writing all the stuff you're ready to release and let go of. And in a new moon, it's calling in all that you intend to receive. So what you want to bring in. And I have all this on my website if anybody wants to check it out. Um, Great tips. It's just to really start to drive with the energy of the cycle. For taking the, the meditative time or the taking the time to write, is there a time of day that you recommend? I would probably piss off a lot of other practitioners <laughs> by saying, like, I know. Right. For it's me, just about doing it. it's just about doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, even when I teach meditation, too, it's I'm always just get started. Mm -hmm. Start somewhere. So the way I started was I would lay down on the floor. I would set my alarm clock for 10 minutes. And because my ego was like, but what if I fall asleep? And then if I fall asleep, then I'm laying on the floor. And then what if I don't wake, what if I wake up in the middle of the night and then I didn't finish that project? Like, right. so I, I basically hit every single way that my ego was trying to sabotage mm. meditating. Right. <laughs> so I would lay down on the ground because otherwise I knew my back would give me a lot of feedback. So I lay down on the ground. I would take deep breaths. And I would just set my timer for 10 minutes. So it's almost like I felt stuck where I was like, well, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I've set my timer, so I can't pretend like I'm going to be scared to fall asleep. I can't, you know, accept that I'm supposed to be anywhere else but here. And it was just re it was really this process of just calming down the ego, turning off the mind, giving it this space to be like, guess what? You're not the boss right now. And I feel like some people can do that easier, like, at different times. Like, some people do, like, their morning pages. I don't know if you're familiar with that practice. It's, like, written about in the artist way. And she uh -huh. said, like, every morning you're supposed to wake up and write, like, three unfiltered journal pages of stream of consciousness as a way to, like, tap into what you're saying, too. Beautiful. is like, your own alignment. 
And she even says, like, some people really can't do it in the morning, so do it at night. It's right. like, I don't, I think, I totally agree with that. It has nothing to do with. And also, when you do it at night in the way that you think that it works for you, then you kind of end up wanting to do it in the morning. Yeah, you change. I think you kind of like can change once you prove to yourself that you can just like do it at all. I have this also very weird philosophy, and I've never looked it up. I've never. It'll probably maybe will or will not ever get proven. (laughs) Um, But I really believe that there's an essence of the time of day that you're born that is a direct indication of when you're kind of illuminated Mm. for the day. So like my husband was born in the morning and he is in his power hour at like 8 a.m. and I cannot be bothered at 8 a.m. And I was born around noon and I feel like I'm just lit up and ready to go at that time. And so you born? Around 6.55, I feel like I really get In the morning? No, in the evening. I feel like I really get like a nice jolt, like, at Come nighttime. Happy hour hour. Oh, like, yeah. sans the happy hour, but, like... Not sans the happy hour. Eh, whatever. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I definitely get, like, that, like... Because I tend to, like, change my outfit and, like, uh, ready yeah. for the evening and, like, ready to do things yeah. or, like, go work out or... just depends. Yeah. What about you? I was born at 4.17 p.m. Yeah, that's when you wake up, so I feel like yeah, that's, like... That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I really get my day on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's true, works. That's a great philosophy. So, anyways, I don't I'm know... I'm really into that. I don't know what it will be for anyone else, but I just feel very, like... I just came to me one day because I was so sick of trying to berate myself for not being a morning person. Mm-hmm. And I was I would really get down on myself, and I would really make myself feel bad that I wasn't one of those people that could, like, wake up at 6.30 a.m. and get right. so much done and, like, be so productive. And I finally was like, you know, I I feel good throughout my day. So there's no reason for me, and I am productive, but there's no reason, even if I'm not productive, I'm still matter because I'm a human being. And stop, like, defining that yourself by whatever yeah. the fuck you think that means. Right. And But so many people, including all of my clients and people that I've worked with, myself included, there is this energy and essence that's missing in our society that each of us matters 100% because we exist, Mm. because we are. Your cup is 100% matter, and there's nothing you can do that can add more to it, and there's nothing you can do that can take away the fact that you matter and you are value, Mm. period. And then everything else is from the joy and the essence of you living out your value, yeah, there's like that that Amen. meditation or that mantra, like "Holy shit, I'm alive." Yes, and like just starting from there. Yes, and I really and I tell everybody, and I can only hope that if people hear anything, it's this: is that you have never been done before. Yeah, I've never known you as a human being before, and so if you can just live out knowing that we need you. We need everything about you. We need your talents. We need your heart. We need your love. We need your essence because you are so unique and you have never been done before. So we need all of you. You got to give us everything that you feel and that you are. We vibe so hard on your philosophies because there's like these beautiful like sound bites of realness, but also there's like these really practical, non-rigid takeaways that I'm getting of like how to make spiritual practice work for you and the biggest thing that I've I as a witness in this space and a participant but as a witness as well all of this is in the name of like happiness right of like feeling our whole self and like feeling the best we can feel and I feel like there's this undertone in the space unfortunately of like 
you kind of have to like grapple with your practice in order for it to be that. And I, I really am trying to have that not be a reality. Yeah. So I'm loving just like figuring out what works for you, whether it be the walk and like, you know, the meditation lying down. Like I think that, as you said, it's not always so comfortable to sit up mm-hmm. and that can be a huge barrier. And I have clients who can't physically cross their legs, who can't, they have hip issues and they have knee stuff. And it's like, Hey, guess what? We're going to work with that. Yeah, We're going to work through yeah. that. For that can't be your, the, the individual. Let's yeah. make it work for our individual person and like have it be in the name of feeling better. Absolutely. And I really, and it's funny, one of the workshops that I teach, it's called the three keys to happiness. But one of the main components to that workshop is that it's an illusion that you're always intended to be happy. Mm. You, in order to know light, one must also know dark. So having, because I really feel strongly that there's not enough love and permission given for people to break down for people to have deep intense feelings as human beings that's what we're here for is to feel it all and you know even in my own family I've had you know my mother go through very intense experiences and having to go to you know treatment centers and different things but when I look back I can see that it was just that she was never given permission to actually feel everything that was going on. Mm. You know, she was the mother of she was a mother of us, but she was the oldest of seven kids, very poor, like Irish family. And but they were amazing and so much love. But there was a lot of responsibility put on her. And so at some point, any human being would break. And I really feel strongly now in my life and in my career and in my teachings to people that I want people to know that the standard is not to always be happy. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift to feel happy and it's amazing, but I also want people to know that it's a beautiful thing to feel everything in your heart. Mm. And that is, you know, again, the heartbreaking is so that you can let the light in. Yeah. But sometimes it feels broken and when you are in that space to call in what you need to give yourself so much space and compassion and love to heal and to nurture yourself that to me is more of a teaching and a gift that one can give themselves than anything which is kind of like what reiki is I mm-hmm. guess. yeah right full circle full circle combo kelsey tell our listeners where they can find all your about all your retreats and your meditations and all that online. Absolutely. So my website is Kelsey J. Patel, K-E-L-S-E-Y-J-P-A-T-E-L. And the biggest thing I would suggest is signing up for my newsletter. Mm -hmm. So it's basically all of the teachings and practices that I give to my clients, and it's in the newsletter. So you get to experience kind of the energy. So I do like almost an intuitive healing forecast for the month, and I the meditation is recorded that day on the first of the month, that morning, and I write it all out that morning so that it's really in the essence and energy of that month. And then that meditation is intended to be utilized and practiced every single day that month. 
Awesome. And when are you, uh, do you teach regularly at the Den? Or is that yeah, so I teach every Monday from 11.45 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. It's a healing Reiki circle. Mm -hmm. So it's a meditation, and then I go around and individually do Reiki on every person. It's so amazing, so amazing. you guys. Oh, really, thanks, truly. Guys. It's really, really unique, it's such very a, cool experience. It's a beautiful experience in class for me and, and hopefully for the students that come um, and then I teach a lot of private workshops, and I work with a lot of clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, that's all on my website. And my all of my events that I do every month are also in the newsletter, and most of them are on my website. Fantastic. Yes, thank you for coming. Such thank a joy guys. to have you, I and we're you so girls. excited. We love you, too. We're so excited to know you and that you could share your knowledge with our audience today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure and honor. Awesome. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde. Do you know what time it is? I'm not sure, but I'm gonna guess it's time for ro 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 roses and, and thorns. thorns. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. I think we are gonna get someone to do this jingle for us because of how badly everyone wants us to stop singing. <laughs> Even though I think I might have like a future as a singer, but whatever. Whatever. What, whatever. Whatever. Um, whatever the universe wants, the yeah. universe will get for me, and it might be a singing career. So, you know. um, what's your rose, babe? Oh, my rose. Well, we touched on this at the top of the show. I just had a yen to try something new last night while I was on class pass, so I decided to torture myself and pick up a circuit training class that I'm at a place called Sweat Garage, which is comparable to like a Barry's boot camp, right. like a boot camp circuit training set up and I'm not really a cardio person but I want to be a cardio person so mm -hmm. I think the best way to become a cardio person when you're not is just to start doing it yeah so I did mm -hmm. and I was really scared I honestly like I called Ryan Weiss last night and talked to him about you it you did well we were t like chatting before you went or after before I went okay. and I was like so I'm actually terrified I feel like I'm having some like weird ego stuff coming up and he like just a little tip he's like when you're running do sat nam to kind of like keep your brain going sat nam there is only yeah. one god and its name is truth yes so and just Did something you know to focus on I did know that yeah thank you Steph yeah you're welcome um, can I pretend like I didn't know that? Yeah. Okay. Let I, me educate I, you. I didn't know that. Thank you. I was just going to ask. Um, it, there's just something cool about any time. It's just such a little thing. But anytime you're just like, I'm going to do something different and it makes me nervous, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm exhausted, but you I feel great. Yeah. Feel great and I feel proud. So what more can you want? I'm excited for your future of including a different kind of cardio into your routine. That's yeah. the one thing that's cool about class pass. Yeah, it is. But like when I did aerial yoga. Totally. That was really fun. Yeah, like you could break your neck, but who cares? But like I'm trying something new. <laughs> Yay. If I break my neck trying something new, at least I died trying something new. Exactly. That's how the saying goes, right? Exactly. And then I feel like we have a collective rose. I would love to bring up our show at No Name this past Monday. The past two have Swerve. been so strong. Yeah. They've been so good. Almost to the point where I'm like, should we just like retire? Because they're like, <laughs> let's go out on top. Yeah. So we, we've we had this show for like a year and some yeah. change. Yeah. And we took a couple months off It's last a comedy year. show that we do at a very cool bar here in West Hollywood. And we bring... 
just the best of the best. Like just the whole idea of it is to do to bring people who aren't generally going to comedy shows introduce them to the talent that exists around here because we're so ingrained in it especially you Steph I get it peripherally through you yeah and as Heidi said we're we're making comedy classy yeah exactly that's what we're trying to do like who doesn't want comedy with your $15 cocktail and your expensive fried chicken (laughs) I want it like that who doesn't and we've had some really amazing people on the show the past the past two yeah so if you guys are ever in LA and you want to come out we do it every yeah, first let and us third know. Monday shoot us an email at that's so retrograde at gmail.com we would love to have some so retrograde listeners yeah, roll through that would be we awesome we always love meeting you it's really fun um, so yeah this past show was so good yeah it was fun you know I want to say my rose about that was that I struggle with the stand up to comedy is such a discipline mm-hmm. and I've have been going up as much because I'm just busy and like I'm just not in that hustle but I you know I say I don't go up a lot I go up like twice a week and when I tell people right. that they're like that's a lot and I'm like but not when you're coming from the world of stand-up comedy where it's, you're doing like a few sets a night yeah night. yeah it's really not that much but I feel like I'm kind of transitioning into being able to understand how to make the most of my time and like write a little bit more like I haven't written in so long and I had done so I did Tig's Largo show. Right. The Tig Nataro. Yeah, which was Who did our show on Monday. She so, opened the show. It was uh, so dope. It was so amazing. So I did her show at Largo on Sunday and I was able I guess this is my rose also. Mm-hmm. I was able it was just me, her, and Louis Anderson on the show. And Hair flip casuality. Casual. I was like not expecting that. It was crazy. And I was able to sit with him and talk with him for a really long time and he just kind of talked about the process of stand-up and, like, what it could be for me if I really, like, was disciplined. And it really inspired me to connect with myself on, like, a new level that I've just kind of been, like, overlooking because it's hard and it's annoying and it's, like, who cares? And I just have all these other voices in my head being, like, just, like, go up. Like, who cares? You have old bits. Like, I don't take the time anymore to really, like, grow Mm -hmm. ideas that I have. And so that, that morning, that Monday, I sat with, that set from the night before and listened to it and I was like okay where are the areas like that I could just expand these like even just like a little bit and I feel like I accomplished that a little bit where I was like oh here's an old bit let me just like one new sentence it's amazing what like one new sentence will give you when it comes to like the creation of a Mm. bit but it really is like such slow building blocks so I kind of understand why I've been so lazy because like I do ask myself what the point is and it's hard to it's hard to consistently like say the same thing, then say a new thing, and then say a new thing. It's like it's that's why stand up is just God. It's like an unending like <laughs> bottomless pit of like possible brilliance, but also just like stress. Yeah. So I guess my rose is that just kind of trusting. You know, mm-hmm. when she asked me to do that show, I was like, yes. But then immediately I was like, oh my god, I, I can't. I've never it was done like Margo. The sweat garage for you. Kind of. <laughs> it was. It was like such a different experience, and I had to trust my seven years of doing stand up would allow me to go into that environment, which I view it with such reverence. Of course. And like, do all right. Yeah. And then I was like inspired to like keep trying, mm-hmm. which I needed. I needed a reason to like keep trying. And so Monday, which is, I feel like, was another little, like, check of, like, okay, we're going forward. We're, yeah, like, girl. growing this. And then even the guys at the bar were, like, this is really turning into, like, a thing. Yeah. And I was, like, yeah, it is. It's a thing. It's so exciting. A lot of the guys that work there are, like, this is my favorite night to work. Yeah. So. Wow. Was that ramble about stand-up, like, so hard to no, understand? No, it was beautiful. We got okay. it. Okay. We're with you. Let's go to our thorn now. Yeah. So. So, listen, guys. We are just so sorry because we made the just – 
rookie fucking mistake <laughs> of trying. So rookie. It's just the dumb, like this show is called That's So Retrograde. We talk about the retrograde and all of its perils and all of the check your T's, dot your I's, totally, you know, and then we did the damn thing of trying to launch our apparel in the, in shadow, of the, the retrograde. shadow of the retrograde. And let us tell you guys. Nay, nay. It isn't there anymore because yeah. we had to take it back. So, Lo siento. STEM though. Yeah, it's coming. Apparel coming real soon. Coming at coming at you. But um, and no, it doesn't have to do with whoever it was that commented that you didn't like our apparel. It doesn't have to do with you. We but see you, but thanks for the chill thanks feedback. Thanks so much for that kindness. We really appreciate it. <laughs> this is a show about positivity. If you don't like what we're doing, can you low key DM us and not shame <laughs> us in our comment section for the love of God? <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Have we taught you nothing? <laughs> so real. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, well, I'm saying this all with love, but seriously. But seriously. Um, but look, our apparel is coming soon. Today, and we're really excited. Today is actually the end of the retrograde shadow. Oh, perfect. So you're welcome. So Guys, you're welcome. Everything is going to flow now. For and we're all recording of you. this on Thursday, the 6th. The and today is the end of it. So, so just to timestamp that yeah. for anyone paying attention to the astrological calendar, which you should be. Uh, yeah, that's my thorn. Also, thorn to stem, but yeah. also my thorn. I can't let this show go without. Please, just please don't expressing. Please don't. I'm so I'm distraught about Kim, you guys. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. I'll. I'll I'm allow sad. It. No, I think that that's tough. I'll allow it. That's really what happened to her is very fucked up. And like, I don't feel the need to provide any commentary because too many people are doing that. I don't think it deserves that. But um, sorry. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry that happened too. That's really. And I really, really hope that this doesn't break her spirit because we need her. To be taking the selfies and like showing off her goodies. You know, something that I've been entertaining as like a premise for a joke, but I mm -hmm. haven't like done it, but is just this idea of like, what what does a Kardashian list world look like? <laughs> like, can we even handle it? And like, what's gonna happen when something really, really tragic does happen to one of them? Like, who's gonna be the first one to die? Like, I think about these things when I'm falling asleep at night sometimes, and it just brings me so much anxiety. Damn, we, we should like, do a wellness date with uh, with Rob. Yeah. Oh, we I'm should. Thinking He's we on could, our list. we could really help turn him around. I'm writing that down. Manifest I feel like that. That's a manifestation. Um. But yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm just it was is really sad. sorry to hear that happen. It's unfortunate. And you know, I will say that Ali Gasparian, my roommate, had a moment with her Claire's. Yeah. Um, her clairvoyance. She felt was something something was amiss. She said Kim Kardashian isn't isn't safe. And then like two days later this happened. And yeah. I'm just like, Ali, you are powerful. You must She also used to work on that TV show. True. So they're like actually are we allowed to say that connected. she was a, a producer on yeah. that show. Yeah, we know people, whatever. Yeah. Um but it is really sad and I do wish her a, you know, loving and speedy emotional and mental yeah. recovery because that's I sense really she's scary. going through it that's what I feel was that because Jonathan Chabin said that no I that's what I'm I, I feel is it because she's been silent he, on the social media or are these your Claire's <laughs> these are my Claire's okay. my Claire's are telling me <laughs> okay. um intuitively yeah that uh yeah I mean that, it's just so scary like yeah and I just ugh, she, I hate when times like this happen and then there's like no one can just give love like it's like of that's not an option in this it. day and age. We can't just be like that's really terrifying that that happened and that no one should go through that. Like 
sending love and support. Like, why is that not a thing? Why do people always need to be haters? Because the internet is full of trolls who have nothing better to do with their time and are not... Not you guys, though. You guys listening. Aren't connected to the fact that this is a real person who has is going through a real trauma. Yeah. They just are attached to something else. Like, I don't even know what it is. Who knows? It's really sad. Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I feel like we should wrap up <laughs> to get to this uh, audition. So, yeah. low-key love you guys. Love, like, full-key no, full love, love you guys. Major key <laughs> Major love you guys. Major key love you guys. Uh, we're so excited. We have so many awesome shows coming up in the next com- couple weeks. To the point where we have to halt recording. Because we've, like, we've... We have banked some dope episodes. An entire bag of incredible guests that we're just waiting to release and to the world. We're thrilled and we're so grateful that you guys tune in. And again, we love hearing from you. Shoot us an email. That's the retrograde at gmail.com. We will get back to you. Yes, we're gonna be on it now. I, I put the you know what I did so that we don't do this anymore? I put the that's a retrograde email in my mail program. Yeah. So I'm just nice. like, I'm just checking it with everything else. Cool. You know? Great. That's great. At a retrograde, ready to communicate. Beautiful. Just here to connect, Elizabeth. And I know. And you're doing great at it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and you can check us out at So Retrograde. I'm at Elizabeth Cott. At Steph Simbari. And uh, Namaste listening. You know it. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.